0: Today's guest is from Auckland, New Zealand, so my home country. He's the senior product manager at Datacom. Uh, he's been MVP for, about, so what, seven, eight years now. I'll let him confirm that in a moment. He's the lead of the Dynamics, the New Zealand Dynamics 365 uh, uh, user group and has been for as long as I have um, – I wouldn't say as long as I've known him, since it started – because he was one of the co-founders of myself and, and, and launching that group many eons ago. Uh, he loves horse racing. He's a horse racing fanatic. He's a former owner of, of Jennifer Eccles. Did really well. Paid out well. He's now looking for a new racehorse. You can find him on Twitter at it's Grigo or his blog, yellowduckguy.wordpress.com. Greg Olson, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Mark. Good to have me on board today. Thank you for having me here today. Yeah, it is seven years MVP. And yeah, you are right. We did start back in 2010 um, with that user group. So um, yeah, we were the co-founders of that. So that's still ticking off. It has been a long time. Yeah, we had our first session just this month for 2022. So it was uh, good to Get that underway, and I'll see with the the power platform coming into the mix. Um, we had to do a name change, like everyone else, and so it's now the Dynamics three hundred and sixty five and the power platform, um, user group. So yeah,
0: that's still good. Yep. Nice. I, I want to um, you know, get your opinions and unpack a bit of that in a moment. But before we do, a lot of folks kind of like to know who, where you're from, etc. So let's talk about um you know a bit about your family maybe food uh what you're into and what you do for entertainment that involves killing deer i mean what do you do for entertainment
1: <laughs> yeah no it's that's good yeah so yeah born and bred um kiwi um actually born and bred and i don't go public too much with it but palmer's and north so palmer's also my hometown so that's where i sort of um, brought up and um, did all my schooling and, And um, university down there before, um, I'd say, moving up to Auckland, Um, that's also career-wise bringing me up here. Um, So been here since 2003, um, yeah, and just moving through the different partners and that. Uh, But yeah, family-wise, you've got three kids now. Um, I know when we started the user group back in 2010, I don't think we either had any kids there, uh, but now we're probably growing the pot bellies, probably got a few grey more hairs and... Um, yeah, I'm busy with the kids now. So three, three kids. Um, so yeah, they keep keep me busy. Um, so nine year old, seven year old, and a four year old now. So um, yeah, it's quite full on. Um, yeah, and got married in Rarotonga. So I'm looking to hopefully get back over there in June as well.
0: Very nice, very nice. And tell me, you know, I, I because we're connected socially, I know that you have a a range of sporting activities that you're into like your horse racing, uh, you go a bit of hunting. What else, what else do you get up to?
1: Yep, so that's right. Yeah, so the horse racing, the hunting and the fishing probably consume a, a lot of my time and also um, a little bit of lifestyle work as well. So I currently live on a lifestyle block in Auckland um, out by the Hanua Falls, um, in a little town called Hanua. We, we've got a garage and a, and a liquor store, funny enough, and a lottery store and that's about it. But we're 15 k's away from the motorway and the main town of Papakura, so if we do want to duck in for... Um, supermarket and that sort of stuff, that's easy enough. But, yes, and I've got a lifestyle block down in the central plateau area as well, a little town called Fongo. So, um, yeah, so we're down there quite a bit, racing around on the quad bikes um, in our spare time, um, you know, camping, connecting to the ski fields, um, and also for my hunting and fishing. Background as well. That's quite a central um, location to get out to all those areas, and also in only a couple, you know, three hours bound to Palmerston North for connecting with family and friends, and also doing a bit more of that hunting and fishing. Here. So yeah, that's the sort of stuff I do. I'm a really big outdoors guy outside of the uh, indoors IT world that we live in. Um, so that's my way of just branching out and and um, switching switching off the uh, surface and um, getting outdoors. I absolutely love the outdoors.
0: And, and when we're talking about fishing, are we talking about sea or are we talking about trout?
1: So I do do both. So I do have a boat. So I do get out um, out into the Haraki Gulf here in Auckland for um, sea fishing. So out with the snapper and the kawaii and the and the gurnard. Um, but then it's the trout fishing, mainly spinner. So I do do fly fishing, but really I love the the spinner. Um, so you get out spin, spin fishing. Um, and I know the the key rivers that I can connect to, a lot of good ones down in the Manawatu, Wairapa area. Um, and I sort of know where I can... Duck off if I need to for only a couple of hours and, and pick up a, you know, trout or four, um, even through um, hunting the, the regular duck shooting I do in May every year. Um, so I do a bit of hunting there. I've done it's come through the family really, so my whole family's come off the off the farm down there in a little town called Piatura, just uh, east of Palmerston North over the over the ranges there, um, and yeah, so that's sort of come through through the bloodlines, um, similar to the horse racing backgrounds. So it's all off the farm. Um, so, yeah, even trout fishing during duck shootings are quite a good combo, um, and the kids get involved as well. So, my boy's going through it and he's involved as well.
0: Yeah, I've had duck shooters outside this weekend doing duck shooting because I'm surrounded in farmland and there's, a, there's a, a lot of ducks around. So, yeah, heard the guns going off. Um, it's interesting where you live because I used to live just next door to there in a little, little, little hamlet called Ararimu. And we used to do our school events with Hunua School, so I know exactly the little, you know, shopping stuff you're talking about um, when we had our, uh, our sports days, inter-school sports days across uh, Pap- Paparimu, Ararimu, and uh, Hunua, and I think Clevedon was the other fourth school. In that mix,
1: yeah, it's a great community we've got here, and yeah, the kids, kids are the same. They've done some of their swimming sports down there at the Paparimi, uh school swimming pool. Um, we've got one here across the road, so I do I live very close to the school, but yeah, when you get some of those sporting ones here down to Paparimu, yeah, great little community, great farming. Um, everyone's lovely out here, so yeah, it's really good.
0: Very nice, very nice. Tell me, what's how, how did you get into IT and then? Uh, from there, how did you transition into Microsoft Business Applications?
1: Yeah, IT sort of comes out from a very young age. I was always involved in computing um, as a young guy um, and wanted to actually, rather than it being a job, just turn my hobby into an employed um, paid work, right? So um decided to obviously submit a bit more, went to um, university in Massey um, in, in, um, in Palmerston North. Um, I did transfer from a computer science engineering degree to more um, business focus, so I switched over to information systems and completed the last uh, year at um, UCOL in, in and North. So that was, um, I wanted to do that business focus rather than doing the engineering and physics and math sort of side of it. I really want to get back to the business side of it. Um, and that's really where I excelled from there. So information systems was the background um, and finished, obviously finished up there. I did work for the local council um, in and North. So I rolled out an e-learning system um, back in the day with uh, Microsoft Access as a back end and ASP Pages as the front end. Um, so that's um, interesting where it's sort of gone today with, with the likes of um, SQL Server and ASP.NET pages and then moving obviously everything really into the cloud as we know today. But, um, yeah, things have changed um, from those times. But working through um, as a really started out as a developer, so cool developer, writing code, um, really got into the, um, testing frameworks, um, and also around you know, the days of um, re and those sort of testing um, toolkits before we, we had um, the build servers and, and Visual Studio build servers and things that we've got today moving into DevOps. Um, that's, the, that's the key area that we worked in um, now. So I've seen the evolution of that change over the years, um, but moving through from a developer, uh, worked into a technical leadership, to start having some developers reporting underneath me, um, now I really like the area um, of Solution architects. so building up over a number of years of experience to move into that Solution Architect role, um, and then before branching out then into what I call practice uh, management or delivery, um, so running the practices, um, both from here in New Zealand and Australia for some of, the, some of the partners as well. And then today I've settled on the, uh, moved away from the sort of practice delivery, so no no one reporting to me at the moment, but um Yeah, moved into a senior product management role. So where I can sort of took three sort of areas that I really did love of of IT as it's moved over the years into around pre-sales. Done a lot of pre-sales works in the year, over the years, Um, and also custom success. I had a big drive um, with custom success. I saw where Microsoft was taking this a number of years ago. So I jumped on that bandwagon. Um, and, and always, like um, I do in the MVP area, evangelizing the products and building up internal products for the companies and going to market with those um, and, and basically being out in the community, both business and, and, and public, um, evangelizing Dynamics 365 and what is now also the Power Platform.
0: So what was your very first gig in, in, um, in Dynamics?
1: Yeah, yeah, it rolls right back. I remember I started out with version uh, 1.2. Um, so I didn't, I had a, a play with the version 1, um, but didn't do anything with it. It was really just sort of research and then working alongside 1.2. And then I branched out into my first commercial project. I think it was 2006. I was trying to remember the date. Was it 2007? Somewhere around there um, in version 3. Um, and I do remember those days where it was for a Hamilton-based customer. Um, and rather than driving down there, I did tell the customer I can actually deploy this thing remotely over remote desktop. Um, and so they said, okay, I'll let you to do that. So yeah, I in. it um, and I was deployed all the customizations um, for that implementation um, with a customer there in version three and um, the days of using callouts and things um, with an XML um, to do what we know today as plugins. It was a bit different, um, but yeah, it's sort of, it does bring back a few memories because today we've had to do everything virtually. Um, a lot of stuff virtually, clouds or you know, um, in that in that space, so we don't actually have to be sometimes on physical site. Um, so some of those aspects haven't changed today, but, um, yeah, it just brought back a few memories having to do that site. Um, and I do remember some of the customizations failing because they were a bit too big um, when they were getting imported and the, that spinning wheel that we're all famous of when we're seeing the import customizations, Um the status thing ticking along and it failed the a couple wheel of again. times. Yep, you've got it. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, sometimes I had to break those up. The customizations are a bit big um, and put them in, in a piecemeal sort of fashion. But once we know that that's where the, the changes are made over the years, we could patch those um, solutions. Um, so you could probably think about that I was doing a manual patch operation back many years ago, but wasn't a formal one. Um, so that's sort of where it sort of started out with Serium. Um, I got internally um, upskilled with the product and I felt with it with a web layer, web service layer over a database and being able to integrate really easily, I felt like there's a massive future for this product. Um, so I was sort of dabbling around with the other core custom applications SQL Server, um, ASP.net, ASP provided that. Um, but and also SharePoint. Um, I just find SharePoint quite black box for me. And as been developer, I wanted to get my hands dirty inside the product, and Serum allowed me to do that, especially with SDK. Um, so that sort of floated my boat, and I jumped on that bandwagon. Saw that it had a massive future, and look at it today—it's um, it's right up there with the top, one of the top products within Microsoft, um, and is still excelling with all of us um, heavily involved with it. And it's got a great um, social and MVP family backing it as well. So yeah, it's great. That's sort of how it started out for me uh, there, Mark. What was
0: your what was your pathway to MVP? How did that come about for you seven eight years ago?
1: Yeah, the pathway, I suppose, I um, always had a passion. Once I sort of had a lot of skill sets in behind um, CRM, I always wanted to give back to the community. Um, so that's obviously with with yourself starting that user group in 2010 um, and a number of different presentations that I was doing. Um, I was just sort of had that that passion about at our senior level or even at intermediate level, if you've got a lot of things and a lot of great um, intel um, with the product um you should be sharing that or i even, even champion that today with a lot of people internally within our organisation, also out in the community. Um, every month I stand up user group asking people to come forward if they've done anything great with the product or within the organisation, let's share that. Um, so that was sort of always been my passion, it's always been the core roots of um, of the product and, and my core roots of um, sharing that information. So um, I guess that was picked up from Microsoft and other people in the community, so I did get some nominations there. And then one day I got an email in my inbox um, that I had been awarded the MVP award. So um, that was great. That was great to be honoured um, with that award like we all are. Um, so, And then, you know, I carried it on today. So it wasn't, you know, just ticking a box and getting the award. Um, I was still doing that um, over 10 years later. still got that passion to be delivering um, content and helping the community. Um, with dynamics and
0: now the power platform as well. Yeah, so good, so good. What's your, what's your perception in that? You've been in this in this field as long as I have, so. Um, and I I I have observed that there's a massive change uh, with customers. You know, in the early days, we had to sell. We had to convince people why you should try this xrm tool and and implement it and how it could you know revolutionize a business business processes and things like that and it was it was selling right we had to really sell through education we had to educate the art of the possible that type of thing i find now that customers are they're they're very well educated. They've made a decision that they've either they've made a decision around Dynamics, and have made a, as in because they've probably made a wide decision around Microsoft and the choices you know of using Microsoft to, you know technology. And they've also that there seems to be a clarity around um, the art of what's possible. And what I'm finding you know particularly with the Power Platform, I almost feel like we're in the same stage. You know where SharePoint all of a sudden. Everybody was doing SharePoint. There was, everybody was using SharePoint to build anything for business. You know, you had um, InfoPath, the forms management tool. You could use so many, you could do so much with SharePoint within an organization. And I feel like that's where we are right now with Power Apps and the Power Platform and Power Automate that really, you know, Power BI, you can really, businesses are really going, wow, the art of what we can do here, we can create experiences over data that are appealing to the individuals that work in, at work in our organisation. What's been your perception across from, you know, how it used to be for us to, to really how it is now?
1: Yeah, I think it's the products involved. Um, I remember in the early days trying to sell it and there was a lot of gaps um, within the product um, around field service or social um, there's a number of areas that you could quickly identify and, and people even listening to this um, session would, uh, would identify some more of those areas that were gaps for us. So, so trying to sell it as a complete solution sometimes was tough and you'd have to then come in and build those areas or customise the product in order to give it the wraparound or complete product that the customer was looking for. So that's where I think we always sort of struggled and we're up against our competitors that we know. So we did get this software across the road, uh, across, the, across the line, um, and delivered for those customers. But there was always a large amount of investment they'd have to put into us as consultants and customizations and development to get it completed. What you're finding today now that you've got an all-rounded um, solution now that's delivered off the shelf, um, that actually ticks more of those boxes from A to Z that the customer didn't have many years ago. So when they do look at um, the dynamic suite now, if you look at the famous circle, it's got all the different business applications on it, um, and, and then including the power platform, you now get a lot of product delivered off the shelf without actually engaging sometimes any consultants or customizers to bring in the extra pieces that they need. Obviously, we can configure it pretty close, and we've done that. You have know, seen a number of products around the rapid sort of approach or off-the-shelf approach. Um, but organizations, especially if you think of customer service or marketing, a lot of those products now can be stand up. And use directly out of the box with a bit of configuration, you can stand those up pretty quickly. So what what customers are wanting today is quick deployment time. They want to they want at low cost and quick deployment time to get that that system in. They don't want to be waiting if they can twelve months, two years for that software to come in. They want it in within weeks or months, you know, early months to get that um, live and and operational for them. They want change, digital transformation, or change happen quickly. Um, to move to move them to um, a problem that they're trying to solve today and they don't want that problem still to be around in 12 months time so they you'll see a lot of those implementations now with dynamics and power platform are rapidly shrunk um, and you'll see a lot of products that are on top of the platform um, that deliver those some of those gaps that that may be still apparent in the product being able to wrap those deploy those over the, top, over the top of the Dynamics or the Power Platform and deliver those as a bundled package to the customer. And because they're all natively um, now integrated within the suite of Microsoft Stack, um, being able to plug and play those in with the data connectors, et cetera, makes it a lot easier. Again, a lot of the expense, if you did an RFI or an RFP um, or if you did some pricing for a statement the of work, the big chunks of those costings were around data migration or integration. Um, so being able to bring those products to you know directly together being them part of the stack and that now they natively integrate a lot easier um, that those costs reduce if you even look at the the parrots portal there's no integration layer that you need to develop there you can stand up portals very quickly for government agencies the information can be exposed to the public stakeholders can interact with the agencies very quickly to get that information um, into the agency and out of the agency as well so um, yeah, I think that's probably the way it sums it up. The mark that it's those the solutions are more completed, if you like, and they're, and they're quicker to deliver today than many years ago when we had to still build a lot of that um, those components. So that's where the parrots has come out because it's a low code development. So you'll see, and I've and been a developer as well, and developers around there will be a screaming a little bit that no, we still need our code. Um, but you you're still involved because you still need to configure and, and put those together um, especially from like design thinking sessions um, to bring the the art of the possible out of those products but yeah there's there's little code that you need to put together um, these days in order to stand up something really rich um, that can be delivered for a customer very quickly and they're adopting that now so you see the introduction of fusion teams where you know, partners and, and consultants are coming together with the customer side of those teams and being joined together and fusing themselves together, if you like, if you want to spin that word, um, to deliver those solutions very quickly and the customer can take that on board depending on how mature they are themselves and press forward and, and support and maintain those solutions going forward.
0: So good. Final question, um, what's what's on your radar for 2022?
1: In respect to the
0: community or respect to the products, there, mate. You know what, what? What's your expectations for this year around both community and products? I suppose.
1: Yeah, the community one's going to be um, a status. Um, it's probably going to be similar to twenty um, twenty one, um, given that we've got still got some of the COVID restrictions here um, in New Zealand. Um, we're still battling the Omicron here, and that's going to be this. We're not at the the peak of that. Um, so the virtual sessions with our Dynamics 365 user group and Power Platform um, will be still virtual. Um, I, I'm looking forward to getting those back into person um, so that we can we can interact um, with people face-to-face. Um, even speaking engagements. I um, used to love coming across the Tasman um, to Australia and speaking in those um, sessions. Again, it's all dependent on border. The borders are loosening. Um, So, yes, COVID is having a little bit of impact on us sharing more than we would like to under the MVP banner um, and getting out there. So we're trying to do as much as we can um, virtually and create virtual sessions um, where applicable um, to share that content for the community. If we take a step into the realm of Donuts 365, probably in the Power Platform, again, it's a big driver, I think, around data, Um, insights and ai Um, that's where you know the solutions as i mentioned a little bit earlier um, are sort of cemented those features are there they're always going to be improved if you look at the release wave um, one um, notes from 2022 this year that's been dropped by microsoft you'll see there's a lot of feature rich information in there but where its products are driving is all around insights data and artificial intelligence. So those areas are really going to lift us to that next paradigm um, within the Donut three hundred and sixty five and the power platform space to really, really take data to another level. Once you've understood data, understand where you can do and shift data around, move data, um, analyze data, put insights against that data. That's really when you turn your um, your solution into another another level.
0: Greg, thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Mark. Yeah, much appreciated.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365Guy. If you like the show and want to be a supporter, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365Guy. Thanks again, and see you next time.